the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome back in. Rob Black and your money. Joining me now, Chris Yatia with TheStreet.com, tech editor. How are you, Chris? Hmm. Let's try that again. Chris, you there? Rob, can you hear me? Gotcha. Um, button on our end that we didn't press. Sorry about that. Um, you're here to talk a little bit today about Yahoo and the IRS. That sounds like a bad combination. What do we need to know? You would normally think it is a bad combination, but Yahoo seems to think everything is hunky-dory. Whether that's the case you know, remains to be seen, but that's their stance right now. Earlier this week, there was a senior official or mid-level senior official from the IRS that came out and said that spinoffs um, from the IRS perspective is gonna be, are going to need to be put on hold because they're not entirely sure what's going on into the spinoff. And that sent Yahoo shares, which were trading on Tuesday, pretty flat. They plunged 15 minutes before the close of trading, wound up closing down about 7%, um, because people are expecting Alibaba to spin off, or people are expecting Yahoo to spin off its Alibaba stake by the end of the year. And this ruling seemed to hit directly at Yahoo. Yahoo later came out in the day to me, I guess it was about 11 o'clock with the statement saying that the IRS's comments do not affect them. They affect anything going forward, but Yahoo's uh, spinoff request happened before these comments, so it should be everything should be uh, easy peasy going forward. But whether that's the case or not remains to be seen. The shares kind of wound up a little bit higher yesterday on some you know, concerns being weighted by uh, by investors, but there's still, you know, the, the spinoff is not closed, so we'll see whether the IRS hits it or not, but I suspect that Yahoo investors are, are likely to get what they want by the end of the year. Okay, and how about fundamentally? How do you feel Yahoo's doing? We know that AOL got acquired last week in a different direction where a lot of people were expecting maybe Yahoo to be in on that deal. Um, how's Yahoo's core business with Marissa Meyer doing? Yahoo's core business under the leadership of Meyer uh, over the past three years has been pretty stagnant. You know, they've kind of focused, you know, on this quote-unquote Maven's buzzword, which I've never – doesn't make any sense to me. I mean, it's a nice little acronym to, you know, if you're Yahoo, but it just seems like it's shifting revenue around. You know, they have over a billion users, 600 million on mobile, and that's all well and good, but revenues haven't moved any substantial amount over the past three years. She's spent close to $2 billion in acquisitions 
on Tumblr, Brightroll, AVA, you know, and things of that nature. And, you know, it's, it's, it's hard to see why that money is being spent for right now when there's really no uh, growth to the top line. She's come out and said before, you know, it's going to take a multi-year turnaround, but, you know, we're already three and a half years into it or close to, close to three years into it. At what point does that multi-year turnaround start to happen? So investors are happy because the share price is going up because Alibaba's um, because of the Alibaba initial public offering in early last or late last year, and talk about this tax spinoff, but the core business is not valued at anything by Wall Street right now. It's interesting because uh, a lot of people like Marissa Meyer should just walk away right now, having basically turned a $12 stock into a $45 stock and uh, looking pretty good because it, it, it's a tough world in the world of technology. Do you think they could ever regain prominence like a Google has or like a Facebook has, or is it just going to be too much work? Yeah, they have the user base to do it. So it's not, okay. so that's, that's one thing Yahoo has going for them. But in terms of actually generating money from those users, Yahoo is in two very different businesses, search and display. Search is dominated by Google. So Yahoo is starting from a really small base, and display right now is being dominated by Facebook. Advertising dollars are increasingly going to Facebook. They go to Google, obviously, and to some extent Twitter, but Yahoo is so far behind the ball on both of those instances in terms of being the dominant player it's just it's tough to see how they ever recapture the 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 years when Jerry Yang was running the company and everyone on Wall Street and Silicon Valley couldn't get enough of Yahoo. Changing topics to the Apple Watch. This has been a kind of a fascinating seven or eight days for Apple. Uh, Carl Icahn coming out saying it's a $240 stock. Um, open letter to Tim Cook. He throws in, he doesn't even throw in the, the watch as a factor. He throws in the television and the, you know, potential automobile in 2020. Um, some analysts are coming out and cutting their expectations on the watch. Some analysts are coming out and upping their expectations on the watch. Let's talk about the watch, and then maybe we'll get into the little Carl Icahn twist as well. Sure. Yeah, I think the watch is interesting from a Wall Street perspective because Apple's come out and said that they're not going to publicly release numbers because they don't want the competition to know about it. So it leads to a whole bunch of speculation from Wall Street. Well, one guy says demand is weak. One person says demand is strong. So it's really kind of who do you believe on this? There's nothing concrete to see, but Apple's come out and said we're not going to release anything. So it just kind of boils down to who do you believe, and sometimes you know that leads to confusion. And if there's anything Wall Street hates, it's confusion. Now, personally, I think the watch is uh, doing pretty well. You know, I've seen it, you know, in quite a few different places, but it's not the iPhone. If people are expecting that, it's not going to go gangbusters and sell 50 million watch. Apple's not going to sell 50 million watches this year. I suspect. You know, I would be happy if Apple sold somewhere in the neighborhood of 25 to 30. But again, we're not going to get any concrete numbers from Apple. So all we have is speculation at this point. How do you feel about the watch going forward? Is it going to be a better reviewed product in version 2, like the iPhone was? Or do we just not want it, per se? Because 
I've got friends who are real Apple enthusiasts, and they got the watch, and they're kind of disappointed. Again, it comes down to a fact whether Apple and the developers can actually make this device useful. The iPhone, when it was announced in 2007, was a great device, but it wasn't really all that useful when you compare it to the iPhone of today. There's There's over a million apps available on the iPhone today, and there was nothing when the iPhone was announced in 2007. There are around 4,000 apps available for the watch today. Who knows what version 2 will have? Maybe that's 10,000. Maybe that's 20,000. You know, it's anybody's guess as to what it will be. That's where it really comes down to is the functionality of the watch is great from a hardware and software perspective, but what you can actually do with it is key with developers, and developers seem to be pretty optimistic about it. You know, I've talked to a few of them. You know, they're not... They're not as keen on it as they are on iPhone apps because of the way they're actually building it. Um, but I, Apple is going to change that down the line, you know, once we get more apps developed for the watch. So I suspect that developer enthusiasm will continue to pick up, and then ultimately we'll see consumer enthusiasm pick up as well. Anything else that you're working on right now in technology, Chris, that you think we should be speaking about? Yeah, you mentioned Carl Icahn and the car and and the television set. I thought it was funny that, um, you know, the Wall Street Journal came out and kind of put a damper on Carl's letter, and then Carl went on CNBC saying he didn't even know how to read the article. I don't think that Apple is going to build a TV. You know, I haven't written about it in the past year or so because, you know, my sources have said, you know, it's kind of on the back burner. and you know they've you've seen the increase in R&D spending and the increase in R&D spending if they were going to build a, just the television wouldn't be ramping up as much as they are say if they're doing something with electric batteries and electric vehicles you've seen a sharp increase in R&D spending obviously part of that is the watch and different things like Apple Pay and you know the the refreshed Apple TV will get later this year but it's expensive to build a car. It's not that expensive to build a TV, especially when you've already come out and have computer monitor or PC monitors. So it's not that. So the R&D spending kind of suggests that the, the TV is on the back burner, and they're really kind of focusing on the car. And I just I don't think the car is going to be as big of a deal as Icon made it out to be in the letter. But it's going to be a big deal, and people are going to really be excited about it. Sounds good. It's Chris Iaccia, tech editor with thestreet.com, uh, talking all things tech for us on a regular basis. I think it's always good to hear the airline stocks changing topics. Um, kind of in a big descent right now. It's been a perfect environment for airlines until the recently naughty word, the C word, got introduced into earnings reports capacity. Demand for air travel is strong. While capacity has been constrained, which means fewer empty seats and strong fares, airlines got a second bonus this past year's oil and fuel cost dropped aggressively. Now the airline index is starting to fall. The S&P 500 airlines index is up 171% of the last five years. It's a standout. There's no doubt about it. But the index now, which is obviously a group of airline stocks, um, has fallen 5 to 10% with you know individual names falling harder than the overall index. There's a fear of other airlines, other than Southwest Airlines, planning to boost capacity by 5%. Mm. 
it's interesting how long does oil stay low and uh, are the airlines being greedy by adding more flights yes no or maybe so that's how Wall Street works we don't know but we're assuming the worst I'm Rob Black talking all things financial money investing and more Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.